This one's for you, the girl who so badly wants to feel confident and empowered to walk in her purpose. That girl that needs to remove the internal clutter, causing the limiting beliefs, fears, self-doubts. That girl who wants to meet her most confident self. She wants to live a soul-driven, purposeful life. This one's for you. Let's rise, babe. Okay, so I feel like you guys are my friends here, so I can just share these things. I was chatting to one of my friends on the phone the other day about this new guy that I'm super, super interested in, and it spawned this conversation, and we both were like, wow, that's actually extremely powerful, and you should create a post or a podcast about this, and so here it is. I was telling her about this man, about his values, the way that he comes across. He's not, you know, egotistical and he's confident, but he is also humble and he seems like a great leader and just all of the things about him. He takes care of his body. He loves travel and adventure and all of these things. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just in a season of my life because she's like, why aren't you pursuing him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just want to be more attracted to myself in this season. And I'm going to get into more of the standards that I have and all of the ways that I'm kind of prepping myself and reflecting and healing and all of the things. So First and foremost, something that I feel like we need to start wrapping our minds around is attraction is more than just physical. And I don't mean your attraction for somebody else. I mean your attraction for yourself. I want to be more attracted to myself. And my confidence is impacted by things in my life that aren't seen. So let me say that again. Something we need to start wrapping our minds around is the attraction is more than just physical. Your confidence is impacted by things in your life that are unseen. So I can only speak for myself and use myself as an example. So that's what I'm going to do. One week of exercising regularly has not changed my body at all. But I feel proud of myself. I feel elevated. I feel way better about myself. The laundry is folded and put away and it's not left in a heap on the floor or in the basket or pouring out of my washer and dryer. My bed is made each morning. My space is organized. And even if no one comes over to see it, I feel better about myself. It's kind of like if somebody that you really respected were to show up at your door right now, would you feel proud to let them in? Or sometimes I even go as far as to think, if my dream guy were to knock on my door right now, could I let him in and not feel embarrassed? And then I have self-care expectations. When I'm well-groomed, I am more confident. Even if there's no one to touch and see my freshly shaven legs or appreciate my nails, I feel elevated. I feel better about myself. So I basically have been asking myself this question, how can I be more attracted to myself? What can I do to level up? And it's not a matter of perfectionism because nobody, you know, nobody is attracted to perfectionism, but it's more of like, how can I be more attracted to myself? And we'll get into 
high standards and all of that, but what can I do to make myself more confident, to make myself more appealing to myself? Because when you're in a single season, it's really easy to think about how you can make yourself more attractive for other people. But I think that's the problem. I think that's a really big problem in our minds as women and in the dating world as we try and fit the mold for other people. But let's make this personal to us. What's attractive to you? What are your habits and routines like that are going to make you feel more confident about you for yourself and not for anybody else? So this is all going to be personal standards here and what works for you. So the examples that I gave may not be expectations and standards that you hold for yourself, which is totally fine. But if you have high standards for a lover or for a dream man, you need to have high standards for yourself. If you have high standards for a man, you need to have high standards for yourself. Let's dive into that. Because I've always said I want to be my dream guy's dream girl. Meaning my expectations for my guy are the same expectations that I should hold for myself. I expect him to value taking care of his body and eating clean. So I best be taking care of my body and eating clean. I expect him to be living a certain lifestyle and show, so I should be living that lifestyle as well. Write down all the qualities that you want in a man and then check yourself. Are you embodying what you would value in a man? And again, that it's more than just the physical. It's the things behind the scenes. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you doing in your free time? Is it just filled up with Netflix, alcohol, bad eating, and not taking care of yourself? Or are you leveling up? I don't want to insult anybody, but are you living a lifestyle that you would want to live beside your significant other? Are you reading a book? Are you going to the gym? Are you calling your family? Are you close with your family? Is that something that you want your significant other to value and cherish? Just checking yourself and thinking like, okay, if I'm going to build this life for somebody, and this is, this is for somebody who's like ready to meet their person, ready to meet their man. Um, This is just a way to really evaluate, okay, if I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, why am I not where I want to be? Why have I not met the person that I want to do life with? This is a really good way to just check yourself and evaluate. Am I living a life that's in alignment with the life that I would want to live with somebody else? Now diving into briefly relationship baggage. And I feel very strongly about this for personal reasons. I have brought baggage into relationships and just to be frank, he doesn't deserve it. Far too often I see women doing the same things where they're getting into relationships while still harboring insecurities and trauma from their past relationships. So using myself as an example, again, I got out of a long-term relationship before I moved to Florida that ended badly. And I did a lot of healing, a lot of growing, a lot of working through the things that had happened, and I moved on really quickly. And in that season, I was like, wow, I overcame that really quickly. I moved through the cycles. I did all of the things that I needed to do to 
essentially heal from that relationship, but I found myself in a new relationship within five months. And you guys hear me say it all the time, time does not heal wounds. It's what you do with your time. So I don't think that, you know, five months was too long or too short, but within that relationship, I was constantly worried about him cheating on me. I needed validation. I needed him to express and affirm and constantly reassure me. And I found myself checking his location and feeling tempted to check his phone. And it made me anxious and ultimately was one of the reasons why that relationship ended. Now, things do come up within relationships that maybe you were unaware of that need to be healed. But a man in that relationship, a man will be patient and understanding. If you are aware of those flaws and you communicate how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. But the key is don't pick him apart or blame him for your past relational baggage. It is not my expectation at all that I come into a relationship totally perfect, but I know it is unfair. It's totally unfair to bring toxic habits and insecurities into a new relationship because of what happened to me in the past. I need to take accountability for those things. I need to heal and work through without bringing somebody else into that. There is always room for improvement, always room for growth. That's what I'm just constantly living my life based off of. How can I improve? How can I level up? What can I do differently? And it's an ebb and a flow. Sometimes laundry piles up and my legs need to be shaved and I get out of routine and I start eating unhealthy and things kind of go sideways, but it's always about pulling yourself back on track. And every time you do pull yourself back on track, you're better than before. You're doing things differently than before. You're staying on track longer. And again, it's not a matter of being perfect because I'm, I'm definitely not perfect, but it's about striving to be the best that you can be. And then lastly, I wanted to share kind of what I'm doing both for accountability purposes. And I mean, maybe this is inspiring to you. Maybe this is helping you evaluate your life and being like, okay, wow. Yeah. Like I really do need to get some of this shit together. And I really do need to up level in these areas. This isn't to make anybody feel guilty or bad about the way that they're living. It's just a matter of how can we all work to be a little bit better each and every day. So after my trip, I got home and I was like, I need to start eating healthy again. I didn't um, stay on track while I was gone. I tried. So the first half I was really good. And then my mom would like go to Costco and randomly bring home a massive chocolate cake. And then the next day it was pie. And there's just was always something. And so I was eating gluten. I was eating way more sugar. I wasn't exercising. And then being in the car driving across the country and back, it was really difficult to find things on the road. I was totally sick of my healthy road trip snacks. So all of that to say, I definitely fell off track. And when I got home, I was like, enough is enough. Like I need to get my gut health back on track. I need to get my fitness and health and get my space organized. And so a few things that I started implementing and I haven't even surprisingly been tempted to um, fall off of this. And I've I mean, it's been six days and usually the first week is the hardest. 
I'm cutting sugar and that's really usually really hard for me because I'm a sweet tooth. I love sugar and usually when you get off of having a lot of sugar, your body still craves it. But this week has been really great. I've been packing my meals with tons of nutrients, really supporting my immune system with gut health supplements, um, all of the healthy things. Um, I am completely 100% no gluten, no dairy, and no sugar, no alcohol. And then I personally made the decision to turn off the TV. No Netflix, no Hulu. And this one has actually been something that's been a little bit difficult for me because I live alone and it's very quiet. <laughs> and I like to, when I eat my dinner, because if you can picture me eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner by myself every day, I like to watch something. I like to watch Netflix or a show on Hulu and enjoy my dinner while I eat. It's just something that I, I love doing. And so that's been a little bit difficult for me, but I have found that I am tasting and feeling the texture and really appreciating the meal and focusing on that meal. Um, and it's it's been, it's been interesting to say the least. And then I said no alcohol already. So just um, all of that and then being, this is the one that's really hard for me, is being intentional about putting my phone away. I'm obsessed with checking social media. And this is something that I am currently working through. I'm like legitimately setting timers on my phone where I cannot touch my phone until my timer goes off. And it's like hour and a half increments at a time because otherwise I'll just find myself scrolling. And again, with the living alone, I am constantly seeking connection and companionship. And so I have realized when I am home alone, I work at home, I work behind screens. And so Instagram is where I feel most connected to people. And so I've found that I'll just spend time on there, like seeking something, but like, what am I seeking? And how can I pull back from that in a healthy way and get that in my real life outside of social media? So that is currently one of my struggles. Um, and I'll 100% admit that, that I am like obsessive compulsive over my Instagram. I'm on there way too much. And so I've been really trying to focus on filling my time with other things. Um, I'm reading more often. I'm shutting down at seven or eight o'clock at night. I usually um, work into the night and am most creative. I'm a night owl and I might shift back to that, but initially getting back on track and back in the habit, I needed to be going to bed at a certain time and turning the lights down. So when the sun goes down, the lights in my apartment go down. I try not to have glaring lights because that's not good for your body when it's time to settle down and go to sleep. And then I have been leaving my phone out. So I'll leave it in the kitchen to charge and I'll do my nightly routine where I shower, I turn off the bathroom lights when I shower and have a candle and take like a shower bath situation. And then I'll go to my room and stretch and do a little bit of meditation with some binaural beats, crawl in bed and read a book. And that's what I've been doing for six days. And you guys, I'm loving it and I'm killing it. So I don't know who needed to hear that, but it's been going really well. And I hope for myself that this is accountability to keep that going. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was a little bit of a mosh posh of randomness involving 
up leveling yourself and your standards for yourself and becoming more attractive to yourself. If you didn't listen to the podcast episodes that were behind and in front of this one or coming up, um, it talks about femininity and talks about loving your body and the act of vagina shaming and how to connect more with yourself. And it's really cool that that reflects the season that I'm in. I'm always transparent with you guys and whatever I'm sharing on here is either directly related to my life, something that I just learned, or it's something that I have seen or been asked from a client or a social media following. Um, So if you ever have topic ideas or questions for me, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm always trying to figure out what you guys need to hear, what you guys need to know, what value I can provide to you. And if I myself can't provide it, I have a network of amazing humans that are so knowledgeable in such incredible specific niche categories that I can have come on this podcast. I just need to know what you want to hear, what you want to learn, and what's going to impact, elevate, and move your life forward. So feel free to DM me those. If you feel inclined, feel free to leave a review. I want this podcast to be what I do for a living. I want this to blow up and impact people and get the attention that it deserves. And it will get there from your comments, your reviews, you sharing this online, every share, every single time I see you guys posted on your stories, my heart literally flutters and it makes me so incredibly happy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those who have left a review, who have shared the podcast and continue to do so. There's so much to come, you guys. I feel like this is just the beginning. There's so much bursting out of me. I have started creating again. There's going to be ebooks and workbooks coming up. I have started my vlog officially on my YouTube, and I'm just so excited about the alternative forms of content that I've been able to create inspired by you guys, your reviews, your shares, the comments that say, I needed this today, or the DMs that share your story about how my content has helped you. Those are really the things that keep me fired up. So if you loved this episode, if you've been liking my content, please feel free to share, feel free to shoot me a DM and just let me know so that I can continue to speak truth into your life and help you rise.